guys. Welcome back to our podcast. This is Audrey. And this is Nicole. And today we're just going to come to you with just some funny little travel horror stories about places we've been, things we've had to experience. Um, And then we kind of want to hear from you and see if you've had any. So check on our Instagram page. We'll have a post about this podcast and um, feel free to, in the comments, put your travel horror stories as well. Because I know everyone has one. And we also have an email. So if it's going to be longer than just, you know, a little blurb, shoot us an email. I think it's can we go now podcast at gmail.com. So we'd love to hear from y'all. Um, so I guess I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. With uh, my horror story. So mine goes back to the spring, summer, summer, sorry, summer of 2014. I was actually in college and I was studying abroad. I know it's everyone hates when people Mm. are like, oh, I studied abroad, but I did. Um, And I was in Italy and getting there um, for me was rather smooth. But, you know, when you travel abroad, you actually have other students with you. And one of our classmates lost her luggage. Oh, no. Yeah, it was really bad. So apparently in Italy and most of Europe, you know, they're very socialist. and They've got all the unions and I'm not going to get all into the political stuff about that. But they, the union at the airport was having a strike the day we landed. And her luggage got lost due to part of this strike. Oh, and no. Ooh. The whole trip. She had to buy clothes or borrow clothes and had to buy makeup and accessories and stuff because she had nothing. And we flew into Rome and we traveled all the way up to Florence and then came back down. And they called us, I think, our last night in Florence. So we were like three days out from leaving. So we had done like three weeks there pretty much. And they're like, oh, hey, we found your luggage. Oh, my gosh. And it's in Rome and we're in Florence. (laughs) We're like, okay, cool. So we had to, when we got back to um, Rome, we had to communicate with the airport. They were being difficult. And she finally got her luggage. um, And I, I should have followed up with her, but she was keeping all of her receipts from stuff she had to buy because the airline was gonna reimburse her. So I'm sure she got some type of reimbursement because being without your stuff for two plus weeks, almost three, is insane. So It is. But I do want to say if you twist it, you could be like, oh, I got to go on a shopping spree in Italy and get all this Italian fashion. For sure. If you got all your money back, then I would totally twist that in like a positive light. So I hope she did. And I should have followed up with her. Um, And then... I know that's not really like my story, but the night before we were flying out to come home, I could not go to sleep. So we're switching gears from like her little side horror story to mine. Um, And I had everything packed and everything was good. And, you know, we took a taxi to the airport and I'm really tired and out of the group that was flying out earlier in the day, because, you know, you try to coordinate with your friends. So there were only two taxis leaving with us total. 
Um, some parents were picking their kids up and continuing hanging out in Europe. Some of us were going home earlier in the day. Some of us were going home later. So I unfortunately was on the first taxi out to the airport. And I think I left at like 6 a.m. And my flight wasn't until like one o'clock or something like that. So I was at the airport for like seven hours. Well, I was the last one out of the morning group two to leave. And so I'm just like hanging out at the airport and I'm playing on my phone and just trying to stay calm. Um, Cause when I was leaving for Italy, I was on a plane ride with another classmate uh, he ended up staying behind to continue just hanging out in Europe. So I was alone coming home and I get on my flight. I have a window seat. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take a nap. Well, there's like this high school group that studied abroad, I guess. And I sat next to this high schooler, which I'm not, you know, saying one thing or another about being high school, college, whatever. But he wanted to, like, be my best friend. Oh, my gosh. And by be my best friend, I mean, like, tell me about his food. Tell me about his favorite stuff. And I wanted to, like, talk to him. But I also had zero sleep. And it was, like, 2 in the afternoon. And we're on, like, a nine-hour plane ride. Like, please let me nap. Please. Please, please, please. And, you know, when you're flying from Europe back to the United States – you're not, you're like going back in time, kind of. Like you're not, does that make sense? Like, yeah. It's like, okay. um, I think it's like two more hours flight time yeah, too. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, I need to sleep. I need to take a nap. That never happened. Um, and so I put in my headphones. I'm just trying to like relax. So my phone is dying and I look at the time. And I'm doing the time conversion and I'm like, oh my gosh, what happened to like the extra 45 minutes I needed to get to my connection? Because I was flying into JFK and I was supposed to get on a connection and go to North Carolina to go see like my aunt for a couple days before a big family beach trip. Well, when I landed, I, I guess when you fly back, you are flying against the wind so it can slow you down. Well, it slowed us down a lot and I missed my connection. Oh no. And because it was through um, a specific airline, I didn't, you know, like it was one big ticket booked through the same airline. They put me on another flight. That's good. That's lucky. Well, it was out of LaGuardia oh. and I'm at JFK. So I have to go through JFK Customs to get to LaGuardia. And my mom is trying to call me. She's like, hey, I just want you to know. I'm like, well, yeah, I got the memo when the flight attendant was like, oh, can the following people turn on their um, stewardess button so we can come to you with a new ticket? You missed your connection. And so I'm kind of freaking out about that. I've never had to change airports for a connection um, and let alone on zero hours of sleep. So I, I got my new ticket. I go through customs. I go to get my suitcase. I pick it up and the handle rips off. Oh my gosh. I'm like, okay, cool. 
this is cool 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 cool. like the one that you roll the suitcase with yeah or when the side handles um i think i think it was a side handle but it was like a top side handle so it's like the one you actually like grab yeah and so i was like cool and it wasn't my suitcase it was my stepdad so i was like i just broke my stepdad's suitcase but like i didn't because the airline did but oh well um it's not it is what it is so then they're like okay well you have to go get on a transfer um van to get to LaGuardia so I'm like asking everybody how do I get to this transfer van where do I go where is it and everyone's like oh I don't know go ask this person oh I don't know I think I asked like five people and this one lady at like they have like an actual help desk in JFK. And I was like, hi, where is this? She goes over there. Like, just like threw her hand in the air, like over there. I was like, okay, where's over there? Over there, ma'am, yelling at me over there and just throwing your hand in the air doesn't tell me where, please tell me where specifically. And so I finally find it and I get in this van Well, the whole time my mom is still calling me, trying to make sure I get on this van and I find all these things and my phone's like on 2%, like it keeps dying. I plug it in, I get a call from her and it dies and it just like keeps doing this cycle. And so now I'm getting frustrated that I can't get in contact with anyone because my mom keeps calling me and I don't know where I am because I've never gone to New York before. And so we get in the van, there's other people there. And the van driver is like, oh, hey, guys, sorry, hate to do this. I'm out of gas. Oh, gosh. And he picked the busiest gas station I've ever seen. We waited, I think, five to ten minutes to get to a pump. And it wasn't like a three-pump baby gas station. No, it was like a Bucky-sized gas station. And we still had to wait for a pump. Oh, my gosh. Any listeners that aren't from Texas, Bucky's is just like a really nice gas station rest stop area, and they have like the cleanest bathrooms plus gas pumps. So he stops there, creating me to miss my other connection out of LaGuardia. So now I've missed two connections. Mind you, I still have not slept, and I'm stuck in New York by myself. So I get to LaGuardia, I get up to the counter, I'm like, hey, I missed my other flight, can you please just get me to North Carolina? And the lady, I'm like crying out of frustration, and this lady's like, are you okay to travel? I was like, no, but I need to go, like, I don't have time for this, just put me on a plane. So she gets me a new ticket, she takes my broken luggage, puts it through, I don't have to worry about anything, and I get to security, And this poor guy in front of me and behind me, I like just snuck in. I was just like, I don't even care. I'm throwing my stuff down on the conveyor belt. And they're like eyeing each other like, oh, my God, this girl is mad. (laughs) Like looking back, like, I don't know who those men are, but I'm really sorry. I'm tiny. So I have a lot of anger sometimes. That's that's my bad. Um, And so I finally get on a plane And I think I was supposed to land in New, or New, in North Carolina, like, late dinner time, like, seven, eight o'clock at night, maybe. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think I got there till close to 11. Oh my gosh. That's Again, so horrible. Well, you had like the time change. So it was really like 4 a.m. or whatever in Italy. And I have no sleep. So she's like, well, what do you want? Like when I finally get there, I see her out in the pickup area. I just start crying. I drop all my luggage and just start crying. I was like, I want Chick-fil-A and I want a bed. She's like, okay, <laughs> let's go. Let's. So she got me Chick-fil-A. We went to her place and I'm unpacking and talking to her lightly about stuff. And um, from when we went to the Vatican, I bought some holy water and that exploded in my suitcase. Oh, no. So my clothes were drenched in holy water. So I'm not saying like, don't go to Italy. I'm just saying double rep your holy water and just prepare for the worst on your flight coming home. That's That's not Italy's fault, though. No, it's not. And it's not really, like, the airline's fault. It was just, like, a perfect domino effect of, like, everything. I mean, not everything that could have gone wrong because I'm sure there's, like, plenty of other things. But enough went wrong that it it still scars me. Like, what, like, six years later? I'm still like, ooh, that was a terrible flight. Yeah. That's... That's my horror story for you. That is pretty uh, horrifying. It really is. I was getting anxiety just by you telling it. I mean, Italy already started off rough, and this is like a whole nother story, but like our first night there, there were gunshots outside our apartment, and it's just like, Italy just did not start well. It didn't end well. It's just, the middle was good. I will say that. The middle was good. I'm what glad up. you have some good memories from it, though. Yes. I'm I'm ready to go make more once COVID opens back up. Yes. I've been begging my husband since probably the first time I went over for an extended period of time to Wales, where his family's from, to go to, like, Italy. I just want to go to Venice so badly and the rest of Italy, but it's definitely at the top of my bucket list. We'll get there. Next summer, we'll get there. Hopefully. Yeah. So, what is your horror story? Um, One of my horror stories is from when I was coming back to the U.S. Um, after being in Wales with my husband and his family for winter break. Now, at this time, my husband and I weren't married. He hadn't moved here yet. I, we've never actually traveled back and forth from like the UK to the US together yet. So we were coming back. Um, we took a bus into London the night before. He booked us a nice hotel, you know, which is kind of out of the blue. I'm not going to lie. My husband likes a good deal. So we've stayed in some pretty bad hotels. <laughs> But he was like, oh, this one was a good price on Expedia or whichever one. And it was actually one of the most centrally located hotels we've had in London. And it was so nice in the lobby. We walk in and the receptionist was checking us in. And then it was like, by the way, you're on the third floor, but our elevator is broken. 
Um, no. Yeah. And she said, but we'll give you complimentary breakfast in the morning. And I was like, oh, okay. That's not too bad. Um, I had a pretty heavy suitcase, but thankfully my husband, like, carried it up the flights. Now, by third floor, do you mean, like, American standard third floor or European third floor where it's really, like, the fourth floor? I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what floor we were on, but it was up a couple flights of stairs. Okay. (laughs) It wasn't the ground floor. It wasn't, like, you know, zero for UK or one for here. It was... It was up a few flights and we had to walk through like the bar to get to the stairs and it was interesting, but it was a nice room and they had a really nice pool. I can't even remember the name, but it's centrally located. It was right across from Tower Bridge, which was really awesome. Um, and so we enjoy our night in London, knowing that I have an early flight. I think it was at like maybe 10 or 11 and breakfast didn't start until seven. (laughs) And so my husband was like, we'll grab breakfast and you'll make your flight and it will be fine. So we go to the buffet. We bring my suitcase down with me. Um, so I can leave like immediately after and we eat and I leave for the airport at like seven 30 and I was already stressing on time. I decided you know, to be budget friendly, as I mentioned, to take um, the tube, <laughs> which was a huge mistake. It was like, I don't know, January 3rd or 4th. And it took forever to get to London Heathrow. And London Heathrow is kind of out of London. You know, it's not, I don't think, very close to all the cool spots in London like where I was so it took a while and then I check in and um it takes a long time because everyone who doesn't live in the UK is flying home because winter break is over (laughs) and it was so stressful trying to get through security and I only had like 20 minutes until the doors closed on the flight and my gate was 20 minutes away oh no and london heathrow does have signs that tell you how far away your gate is and i have never had a close gate at london heathrow it's always this one all the way that takes 20 minutes to get to so i start booking it i'm in my warm joggers my parka because it was, you know, January and freezing. I had my scarf. I had my go-to travel outfit. Running through the airport, huffing and puffing. I'm not a good runner. And there was a lot of people. I was also weaving in and out. And I keep running and running and running. And then I'm, like, so close. And this guy walks around and is like, are you going to... I had a layover. It was, like, Charlotte or something. And I was like, yes. And he's like, the gates close in one minute. So I'm like booking it. And I finally give my ticket and I made it by one minute. Oh my gosh. One minute. And the entire time I'm running through the airport, like I'm texting my husband. I'm saying, oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to make my flight. And then the next one was a direct one to DFW. 
But I know I would have had to pay for it. Like, there is no way American Airlines would have, like, changed my flight like they did for you or whatever airline you were on. Oh, because, because it would have been my fault. You would have missed your first flight. Yeah. And so, um, and, you know, day of tickets were, like, $3,000. It yeah, was crazy. A, and I was like, worst. oh, my God. I'm not even going to be able to afford this. And so. But I made it by one minute and I'm dripping sweat and I'm like breathing so heavy. But thankfully, the woman was like, it's okay. You can take your time walking onto the plane now. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. Um, but something fun that happens to me at every single time I go to London Heathrow is I'm randomly searched. So, oh, no. yes, I don't know why, but. There was a lot of stickers on my passport at that time because I've been randomly searched every single time I've flown out from Heathrow. And so I I walk up and they're like, oh, you need to be randomly searched. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to take my coat off. I have to, you know, show them everything in my backpack. So we did that. And then I went to my seat and I was like dripping sweat and... I have a lot of, like, social anxiety, and so I'm walking on the plane, I'm like, oh my gosh, all these people are looking at me, and I'm so late and dripping sweat. I know no one cared, but, you know, that's what goes through my head. That goes, that's what goes through everyone's head when you're, like, running late and all of that, so yeah. I get it. So I get to my seat, and it was, like, on the side aisle one, so there was only two seats, and the one next to it was empty, and I was like, oh my god, I can just breathe heavy in peace, but no, there was someone on standby that then came in, like, two minutes later and sat next to me, but I was like, oh god, I probably stink now, because I sweat, (laughs) I'm gonna have to sit in sweaty clothes for, like, I don't know, 13 hours, because of the layover, I was, it was horrible, but eventually I cooled down, and I calmed down. And at that point, I'm kind of, like, shaking, too, you know, from all the adrenaline. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I was going to miss my flight. But I always think about how, like, one minute, one minute. Yeah. I should have taken an Uber in hindsight. All now, you said that taking the tube was a bad idea. Why was that such a bad idea? Because it just takes forever. The amount of stops, the amount of waiting time at each stop. It just takes forever. Okay. Yeah. Audrey, my travel horror stories all involve public transportation and me not being able to time things out correctly. So this is why I need you in my life to get me to an airport six to seven hours before my flight. Oh, yeah. I love being at airports early. Um, When we do another horror story, I have the perfect story as to why I'm always early um so that that'll be something for everyone to look forward to but yes I'm definitely someone who loves being early like honestly um I know we were talking about private jets earlier but I feel like even if I ever had the money and the means to fly private I would still show up like an hour before even though they're like oh just show up 15 minutes early I promise you I'll be in your waiting room an hour before my flight also for the amenities I'm sure your waiting room has, but yeah, I just, oh, it gives me so much anxiety. And I really try in my head to, oh, this is way enough time. Like the la- this past 
January when I flew home. I even gave myself four hours before the flight, but I need to give myself like five or six around holidays. That's what I'm learning. Um, but I have a little more to my story. I, um, so I get on my flight, I make it on like, at least American Airlines, they give you, um, like a luggage tracker and I had the app already downloaded. I added it in and I see my luggage didn't make it to my plane. No, (laughs) no, it didn't. And, you know, I know Heathrow is big, but if I made it to my plane, I was thinking, oh, you know, I'm sure my luggage made it. No, it got on the direct flight I was as going to get for $3,000 if I didn't make my flight. So I was like, oh, my God, my luggage gets a direct flight, but I still have a layover. So I was really jealous of my luggage. (laughs) Um, but you know, at DFW, if you, uh, fly international, you go into a whole separate terminal. So I didn't go into that terminal because I was flying from Charlotte to DFW then. But your luggage did. My luggage did. (laughs) And it was really bad. I... I felt like you, I kept going up desk to desk and I was like, I really just need someone to get my luggage. Cause, and then I had to explain what happened. You know, I was very close to missing my flight, but my luggage didn't make it. So it got direct and now it's behind closed doors. I can't get through. Yeah. And um, finally I found someone and they radioed whoever needed to be radioed, but they didn't bring my luggage for like an hour and a half. And oh my gosh. Yeah. I It was late at that point. It was probably, well, not super late, like eight or nine. But to me, after a whole day of traveling, I'm like, I just want to go home. And my mom came to pick me up. And so we were sitting there for an hour and a half. Like, where is my luggage? Why? Like, and we were sitting right outside of the terminal too, you know? Like, we yeah. went to the international terminal, so it's not like we were even that far away, but I don't know if someone went on a lunch break or something, but it took, like, <laughs> another hour and a half to wait for my luggage. Oh, my god! And the whole time I'm thinking, like, my brother's girlfriend works at the airport. She just isn't here right now. And she, I was thinking, oh, I so wish she was here because I figured – I. Would have thought she would know someone that could have gotten it sooner. but And that's all yeah. I was thinking about. And, well, it was just horrible. But, you know, it worked out in the end. I had my luggage, which one time flying home, I didn't have my luggage. That is for a future story. Um, and I made my flight by one minute. I mean, at least you made your flight and you got your luggage, but dang, girl. I know. And it's all because I stayed for free breakfast. (laughs) And you took the tube. You got the free breakfast and you took the tube. Yeah, I should have just done one or the other, you know. But I don't think I'm going to rely on public transportation to get me to airports anytime soon. 
it's yeah. uh, it's it's happened a lot to me so i don't I don't know. even trust uber sometimes i'm like yeah but i i figure that um it's a direct route instead of that's true many stops that might not be as direct so in my head i generally think it's faster and usually when i look it up on google maps to compare it generally is faster but i mean i don't know london traffic it could have definitely yeah that's true also taken forever that was my travel horror story and then there's nothing as amazing as getting home showering i usually try to wash my sheets right before i leave so that they're nice and clean when i get home oh that's the best feeling coming home to clean sheets in a clean house like it might add a couple hours or something to your like prep before you leave but it is the best yeah And that time, I definitely, like, soaked it in. You know, I bet you felt it, too. You were probably so happy to get to your aunt's house. But Well, I didn't really get to feel that until I got home another week later because I still had that family week trip. Oh, okay. So I didn't get to be in my bed for, like, a month and a half. And I was like, I just want my bed. I just want my bed. Yeah. There's nothing as good as your own bed. No. Except maybe yeah. like a five-star hotel's bed. Those are pretty good. I mean, but even then, like after a really bad travel time, it may not be as good. That's true. Because you're not like in your comfort. True. So. But if you guys have any travel horror stories, we'd love to hear them. Our email again is podcast at gmail.com. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at can we go now underscore podcast. You can also comment and respond to our Instagram stories about your travel horror stories. So, yeah, we'd love to hear from y'all. Stay safe out there with COVID still being alive and um, keep your socially distanced masked faces healthy. Yeah. All right. What she said. Bye. Bye.